Welcome to the thrivingat60.com podcast, the number one motivational show on the planet. No more sour days for you. It's time to make lemons into lemonade every day. This is a podcast where we help you thrive, not just survive. We help you accept who you are, not where you are, by discovering and inquiring into how to turn lemons into lemonade. Are you ready for the roller coaster ride of a lifetime? Tired of feeling let down? Tired of the lemons life keeps handing you? We can help you make every day a lemonade day. It's time to put those lemons in a blender. Let's go on an amazing and exciting, unpredictable journey of discovery. We know champions sit in the front seat, so make sure your seatbelt is fast and tight. One, two, three, let's go. When you have an attitude of gratitude, people just want to hang with you. Introducing the woman who believes ordinary stands for extraordinary, the host of Thriving at 60, Wendy B. Welcome. This is Wendy B. and I'm a life coach. And I started this podcast because I believe ordinary people become extraordinary people. And what makes them extraordinary is sometimes the adversity they have lived through and who they've become regardless of those circumstances. Sometimes it's little acts of kindness they bestow on people, one act of kindness at a time. I believe that most of us have the ability to thrive, not just survive. My intention is to cause curiosity, excitement, to thought-provoke, to cause people to alter their thinking, alter their thinking in a way that would not have altered otherwise, and living from that possible altered view, create a new future for oneself, a new future that wasn't going to happen if you didn't alter or question your old views. This could cause unpredictable results that could make a permanent difference in your life and in the lives of others around you. I want to motivate and help people of all ages, particularly women, 50 to 110, fulfill their dreams. I want people to experience being excited about their life. This podcast is to inspire and motivate you right now for you to take action today on your purpose, your dreams. Maybe some of you don't know your purpose or your dreams, or you're resigned they could never happen. Regardless of age, regardless of your circumstances, I will motivate and inspire you one step at a time to turn lemons into lemonade. It's never too late to start. Would you like freedom and power regardless of what life throws at you? It's easy to live life when life is working, but true power, true freedom, is having freedom and power when our circumstances are ugh. This podcast is about when you get handed lemons, How fast can you make lemonade? Life isn't just about surviving. What does it take to thrive emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally, financially? Well, I say that when we're in that inquiry and we're not attached to the answer, what becomes available is the opportunity to grow and expand and and learn new things. Part of thriving is not necessarily knowing but going in the inquiry. I was talking about boundaries in my last one so I I want to continue this and I want to look at in this book by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend like I'm finding this fascinating so that's part of my thriving so I'm going to share it and maybe it doesn't matter if we're in our 60s it's never too late to learn boundaries we could be in our 40s 50s. I, I started learning boundaries in my 40s probably for the first time and, and and I reading this book I'm like oh I can I assert that 
most of our problems are caused for not having healthy boundaries or not even knowing that we get a say in it. So I'm going to share, there's 10 laws of boundaries, okay? And I'm going to share them, but we're only going to speak on two, maybe even just one in this podcast. But I'm going to share the 10. And one is the law of sowing and reaping. You reap whatever you sow. If you smoke cigarettes, you most likely will develop unhealthy lungs. And if you overspend, you most likely will get calls from your creditors and you may even go hungry. So that's uh, just a, a, a idea of the law of sowing and reaping. And then there's the law of responsibility. Then there's the law of power. Then there's the law of respect. Then there's the law of motivation, the law of evaluation, the law of proactivity, the law of envy, the law of activity, and the law of exposure. So I'm going to start with the first law, and I believe that is the law of sowing and reaping. And then I'm just going to look and maybe share something about my life that I see. Since the law of sowing and reaping, the law of cause and effect is a basic law of life. You reap whatever you sow, overspend, and you spend more money than you earn you may be in trouble with your creditors. You might even end up going hungry because you have no money for food. On the other hand, if you eat right and exercise regularly, you may suffer fewer health problems. If you budget wisely, you will have money for the bills and for the grocery store. And then it goes on about some people, however, don't reap what they sow because someone else steps in and reaps the consequence for them. Every time you overspent, your mother sent you money to cover the check or overdrafts, your mother would be protecting you from the natural consequences the hounding of creditors are going hungry. So if you let others, if if you keep saving them, they won't learn anything because there, there won't, the natural consequence, they won't. And what they go on about is that, so today we call a person who continually rescues another person a codependent. In effect, codependent, boundaryless people co-sign the note of life for the irresponsible people in their lives. And then they end up paying the bills, physically, emotionally, and spiritual. And establishing boundaries help codependent people stop interrupting the law of sowing and reaping. Boundaries force the person who is doing the sowing also to do the reaping. It doesn't help just to confront the irresponsible person because parents would come to him and they'd say, well, I do confront my son and he just keeps doing what he's doing. So confronting people won't necessarily change their behavior. Their son could still do destructive patterns. But if the parents let them suffer the consequence, their behavior could change. And that codependent people, people who keep rescuing other people, bring insults and pain on themselves. When they confront irresponsible people, in reality, they just need to stop interrupting the law of sowing and reaping in someone's life. It's it's that simple. It's funny, you know, I look at that and I, I was dealing with that last year with an, uh, my oldest daughter. She spoke to me in nasty ways, like she was very critical and would wait till we were in public and then try to embarrass me. And many times it worked because like I, I wouldn't say anything, but I would be all embarrassed. If at times I tried to talk to her about it and confront her, she would just turn on me and tell me, well, what she said was the truth and blah, 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 blah. And she never took any responsibility 
for the hurtful things that she would say to me. And it took me, I've been tolerating this for years, and I felt guilty because I had raised her in an environment where her stepfather wasn't very loving towards me. And so I felt like I deserved being inappropriately talked to. But when I started doing the work I needed to do on myself, I, I saw that why I tolerated her behavior was I was afraid of losing her love, that I come from such a dysfunctional home. You know, my sister <laughs> cut me out of her life, amputated me out of her life for 27 years. And I have a, a twin brother that frequently speaks to me inappropriately. So I, I just had my two girls. I thought I would lose them. When I looked at what like where I get frustrated is like I I really believe that she would know that that was inappropriate behavior but I guess she didn't and me confronting her just had her justify it more and more and until I was willing to risk losing the relationship and when I look back I I did it pretty healthy I took my time I, I didn't speak in anger I let her know that her behavior was unacceptable and that I loved her, but I I couldn't, she couldn't keep holding me hostage, that maybe I did make mistakes raising her. And I was willing to listen to her view on that. So I did, I listened to her view. This took several weeks, I listened and listened and I wrote down everything she said and then I made another appointment and had a conversation with her, acknowledged that, validated everything that she said. Now, when I validated it, it didn't mean I agreed with her, but I, I validated all her feelings. But at the end, I just said, I did the best I could with the tools I had. I apologize if I hurt you. I'm here for you whenever you want, but our relationship the way it is, it is unacceptable. You can't keep holding me hostage. You can't keep justifying. You're almost 30 years old and you either go for help to a counselor, I'll go with you if you want, or you can go separate, I'll pay, but this cannot continue that this is unhealthy for both of us. You talking the way you are and justifying it to me is unhealthy for you and it's unhealthy for me to listen to it. And that unless you're willing to shift something and alter something, I can no longer have the relationship we have today. Unless you can be respectful with me and and come to me if you're annoyed about something with the commitment to resolve it, that I'm not willing to have the conversation. You, you can't keep dumping on me. And I'm more than willing to listen if you're willing to have it resolve. But I'm not willing to listen if you're just going to use me as a dumping garbage can. And, and you know, and I let her know that this was a few months before Christmas in 2016. And I let her know that we may not be spending Christmas together. And I think it was in October or November. And she had no idea how hard that was for me because I live for the, to be with them at Christmas and, and Thanksgiving. And because I don't live in a home where I get to have my family over. So those days are so precious for me. So for me to put that in, and I did it lovingly. I, I began the conversation with I love you, said what I need to say. I ended the conversation with I love you. That was really, really powerful. 
and she cried. She said, does that mean we won't be spending Christmas together? And I said, well, that might, it might end up being that. What was really neat is it did get resolved. She called a few days before Christmas, asked if she could see me for a couple hours, and I said, you know the ground rules. She respected them. And you know what's really neat is out of that was a year and a half ago. We've only had one blowout. I addressed it. It's been so neat to have her back in my life in a respectful way. I think it's teaching her to grow and mature. That if she wants someone in her life to be there in her life ongoingly, she needs to be respectful and respect them as well as respect herself. And I think she got what she's gaining is more respect for herself. So I'm inviting you to look into your life. Where are you tolerating relationship and not amputate the money of your life, but lovingly put a, you know, a fence up and say, hey, these are the things that aren't working and we need to take some time out, whatever. And this isn't forever, but right now this is how we need to operate. So like, are you tolerating people because fear of losing them or fear of being embarrassed or fear of what people would think if you let that relationship go or fear of confronting what isn't working? Like, so I want you to look and see where you're tolerating things that are intolerable for you, right? Like, you've got to look. So in closing, we're exploring how to thrive, whether you're 10 or 110. What are you tolerating that if you put a healthy boundary in, you might risk the relationship, but something new could happen? So what new action could you take right now that could make a difference? Where could you give up tolerating unacceptable behavior and willing to take responsibility and say what you need. What are you committed to? And are you willing to follow through? And are you willing to take an action today? What are your habitual patterns that have you not thrived? Where are you habitually not putting healthy boundaries in? I'd like you to get a piece of paper right now and write at least one relationship where if you put a healthy boundary in, it could make a difference. And are you willing to risk that to have a healthy, free life? Well, what did you like best about this podcast? I request you subscribe to my podcast and rate it a number five. What topics would you like to hear me talk on? When you get handed lemons, how fast can you make lemonade? With an attitude of gratitude, you can make lemonade. I'd love to hear from you. Who would like a complimentary 15-minute coaching session? I want to call you personally and hear about your dreams and your goals. I'll give you one amazing tip that will help you out. I will call people who let me know they've left a five-star rating for this podcast and provide their username on iTunes, Stitcher, Google+. Just hit the button, subscribe to my podcast, and rate it to number five. Thanks for listening. Keep a thriving. Thank you for listening to ThrivingAt60.com with Wendy B. What did you like best about the podcast? Email wendyb at thrivingat60.com. Keep up on the latest by subscribing to the podcast. Also, drop by the website and rate the show. Turn lemons into lemonade at thrivingat60.com. Yeah.